All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 324. Jason Linger is with me, and we are happy to have Miss Amanda Volmer back. There's been a lot going on and a lot that happened on the tail from the first time that we had Amanda on. So I think we'll talk about a number of things that are helpful, uh, but I want to also get into what's going on with her. She's up in Canada, and that laid-back place is not so laid-back anymore. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And a fine good evening it is. All right, let's rock it and roll it. Welcome, Amanda. Hello, Crow. Hello, Jason. How are you both doing? We're great, man. We're hanging. Hanging. Hanging against the tide, but we're doing it nonetheless. Actually, that's not all the way true. I kind of feel like the tide's not as strong as it was at certain points. Uh, but the outcome remains to be seen, doesn't it? That's for sure. All right. So Rose had given us some topics, and I think maybe it's a good idea for us to start there because so many people who listen to this show are using your products. So the first thing is you're no longer doing consulting. Um, so there must be a story behind that. Yeah, I I do a lot. I mean, I make those products, the majority of project uh, the products that sell I make by hand and they're small batches. And so, and I love that people are enjoying them. I really do. It it brings me great joy. Uh, But this sort of operation needs to be uh, scaled up with more hands on deck. And that that's gone on for a while now. I've been pretty much pushing everything to the edge already for quite a number of years because I do love creating. And then I found I love making soap and then I started doing that and, And I've been homeschooling my daughter or unschooling her. And then I've got the consultations that was doing those. And that just started getting really wild to the point where I was booked into the new year and that people were offering more and more money just to get in earlier. And they were taking up emergency slots, even though they weren't true emergencies. They just wanted to get in like an earlier slot because my PA will would always, you know, create these emergency slots just because they were coming and they were coming more and more and more. And I just had this realization where I, I got up one day and I was like so dizzy. Um, because the day before I had, had 19 clients and I I realized inside of me it said, you can't continue like this. This is gonna kill you. You you can't physically manage this anymore. Um, you have to make a change. And what I felt inside was that, first of all, my whole philosophy in where we're going and where we're, we're moving to through all of this change is that we're really unearthing all of the lies. We're seeing all of the scandals. We're, we're, we're changing so rapidly and we're seeing all the corruption everywhere. And one of the biggest lies is that we have to go to doctors to have our health taken care of by somebody else. And, and even through my naturopathic training, it was a very similar model where someone will come and sit with you and they, they dump on you basically, which is fine because you're holding space and then you assist them and you direct them or you help be a mirror for them. And then you give them advice and, and, and tell them, you know, here, try this and do this and this will work. And, and this is why. And this one-on-one repeater sort of thing, what I started to notice is this pattern was emerging that I was, I was noticing myself repeating a lot of the stories to the, to another person, then another person. And, you know, how can I serve bigger amounts of people? If I'm, you know, if I notice these patterns, how can I take these patterns now 
and make something out of it so that those who are at that stage or have a similar sort of situation can find that material and walk it through themselves and learn themselves so they can always be able to know what to do in a situation or an emergency or whatnot. And instead of me feeling that I'm just giving my life force away, um, which then I'm not going to be able to serve anybody at all. And so it was one of those realizations that I have to properly teach and make uh, help people become aware of the fact that they can take control of their own healthcare. It's not that hard that we've been told so many false, you know, truths or these lies and about how difficult it is or that it's all complicated that only these so-called scientists or whatever can um, diagnose us or, or tell us what to do or help us. And I think that's just a learned helplessness that we have to overcome now. And if I'm being really true to myself and being true to what I feel the creator, you know, drive, like the driving force of the creator energy through me says, then it's time to take a step back in doing that one-on-one right now and focus on creating very tailored protocols and the education that goes along with those protocols and uh, do that, it, whether it's a course or whether you just purchase a protocol based on the title of it. So for example, if you have hypertension, you would get the hypertension protocol. And alongside that, it would have videos that explain why you would take a certain thing, um, why you wouldn't take a certain thing, uh, how you would get off a of medication and sort of triage some of the situations so that people can find themselves in it and go from there. I'm, I'm also, I also got the feeling to do just a generalized protocol. You know, some of the top things that, you know, we've talked about some of these things that I'm always talking about, I'm always going to recommend magnesium. Like <laughs> that's the first thing, you know, put magnesium on your skin That's step one, you know, and what are you eating? Step two. And, and, are you getting enough vitamin C and all of those things? So I think once that's established, um, I'll play that out. We'll see the feedback. We'll see if people feel that they are getting what they need. And then any gaps in that information, we will also solve and, and figure that out. I'm also interested in doing maybe collaborative Zoom sessions or something where people of similar ilk could join and ask specific, more specific questions um, or some sort of forum interaction and, and a membership that goes along with that for people who are really serious about not just giving their power away to uh, a doctor, but in becoming their own doctor and willing to learn how to overcome fear and listen to their bodies and stop poisoning themselves, detox themselves, and learn how to eat correctly. Because once you've done that work, health isn't isn't really that complicated. Um, you'll just need to know what to do for some emergency situations. And I'm going to have emergency protocols that um, people can use if they're, you know, stressed and they can't think well, you know, walk them through sort of a triage thing to triage themselves and say, okay, if I'm bleeding this way, here's step one, here's what I do. Instead of being victimized by running into the hospital system or running, trying to run to their doctor um, who will just cause insult to injury. I mean, Yes, obviously, if you've broken a bone, you're going to go to the hospital. But, you know, even so, you could have the a protocol that is alongside that treatment to make sure you don't walk into any pitfalls, but and also to be able to treat it so it heals properly, correctly, know what, you know, you might be walking into if you go into hospital, like don't get pins put in you, for example, don't get metal put into you because they, they love doing that stuff. 
you don't always necessarily need surgery if you've broken something and they love to do that too. So there's a lot of work to do, but I really felt like what was happening is just chaos was beginning to descend in my life. And I know that's not a good reflection. And that's also not in the long run good for, for anybody. So that's, that's the change. So what I'd like to do here is see if we can use this platform because you've helped so many that came here. I'd like to try to let this platform help you. So as has been the case with a number of people we've had on, uh, their exposure went through the roof. And you're one of our guests where if you weren't doing what you were doing, it would be nearly impossible to replace some of the things you're providing. We've had others. So right now, you're between a rock and a hard place and you're a place called Canada that just decided some time ago that up is now down and down is now up and craziness is ruling. Well, let's call it what it is. Tyranny is ruling, mm -hmm. but you need to expand. And along with the Covidious minimus nonsense, uh, the price of everything has skyrocketed for a piece of wood to a house. Um, so you're in a tough place. So let's define where you're at and where'd you like to be. And maybe we will all be surprised and a solution can come out of the conversation we're having. You never know. Yeah, that's actually, it's a very emotional conversation for me because I felt very frustrated about my situation in Canada for many years. I feel that I'm surrounded by people who don't understand um, the value in holistic principles and what what they could learn and how they could benefit and other than you know, a handful of people who've sought me out or have driven long distances to find me. But as far as real support, I, I felt always very alone with it. And this is before lockdowns and being, you know, this ridiculousness. And then that just added to it. And always being in a position where I understand people want some kind of leadership and, and that's fine. Um, but it's a very lonely path when you're the one that everybody comes to for answer. Like they want answers from you all the time, you know, and, um, they, that's part of the disappointment where a lot of people just come to you and they just want to take and, and they want the solutions and yeah, they'll put some cash down on the table for you because you've created that thing. But to me, I really wish for humanity to move so much into a beautiful state of collaboration and supporting one another, you know rather than this um, push and pull on, on each other's energies. How I've always seen this vision and, and what I felt my ultimate purpose was to be is to reestablish what we lost. So um, the holistic hospital model, I don't even like the word hospital, it could be called something really creative, um, to have a, a land that is really inspiring, meaning that we're able to live off the, off of the land properly, um, stewardship with, you know, nature and have food forests and, and herbal, um, uh, medicines and things that are grown and then create from there and also teach other people how to do just that, how to take the plants uh, from the land and make them into medicine and how to administer them, how to do things like, um, hydrotherapy, you know, how to, uh, work use water to heal the body um these sorts of things and have have actually a resurgence in uh constitutional or otherwise hydrotherapy wings like they used to have they used to go to these old you know uh, sanatoriums where you would <laughs> you would lay and and get um 
and meditate and fast and, and detox and these sorts of things. And I, they used to be very popular even, you know, 100, 150 years ago. Um, these things have all been taken down and destroyed by the same medicine that is trying to force these insane um, shots on people right now. And um, I see myself having at least my own space because having my business in my home was fine at the beginning when I was a single mom and I was just struggling and I needed to put food on the table. And, and that's how things always will start, you know, with a vision and becoming an entrepreneur and, and str- the struggle, you know, at building something. And then if you are dedicated and you, you, you have cr- the creator on your side, then it's successful, um, especially when your intention is pure and, and of a loving intent. And so it's grown and it's a, it's a wonderful growth. And I, I, I have a business partner who's incredible. I have uh, a fiance who is really helpful and supportive and his family, you know, and my family supported me. And, and so I, I did have that, you know, as I was growing, which was wonderful. And I couldn't do it without that support. I definitely couldn't have written a book without that support in the midst of all. But now you're too big, right? Yeah. So now what's happened is um, I have like over 500 products on the website and that's not even all the products that I have because I don't even have the time to put everything on the website. (laughs) Um, I've been trying to streamline and figure out what's more important to carry. Um, I have inventory issues. I can never keep on top of my own inventory because it's just an impossible task. I don't have enough staff. I've been trying to hire a girl to come in, but the problem is we're tripping over each other as we are. I have three main staff here and that's all I can really manage in one place. Plus my daughter's here a lot. So it's, it's already, we're, we're crowded here. Let me jump in rudely here and try to shotgun down what's going on here. Basically you've grown. Um, here's the rub for everyone listening. People like Amanda disappear. We've lost something that is not probably replaceable. Someone like me or Jason kicks the bucket. It might be a drag for a week, but someone else could fill in. People trying to do that for Amanda, I don't think I know anyone who could directly fill the shoes. You represent the seeds of where we need to go in this new era because you are the last of a dying breed. What you do has been dying off for what, Amanda? Over 100 years, anyhow, probably Mm -hmm. something like that. You've outgrown the space you're in, which prevents you from having room to hire people to help you and do all these other things. So in an ideal world, which I think you started to get into, Mm -hmm. let's put the solution out there. You never know who's listening. And the truth is, Amanda, you're worth your weight in damn gold. And if we were in a sane period of time, you'd probably just be a multimillionaire because that's true. But we are not in a sane period of time and we need to protect the things that matter. What you're doing matters. So what would fix the problem? A new, a new place to be for living in business first off, right? Yeah, definitely. Either getting the business out of my house into another property and having enough staff to run it without me being there 24-7, that would satisfy. Or having the land to, again, have my own space for my own peace of mind and for my family. But then even on the same property, have a facility that would again house the the, the business and, and run the business and have staff. And I, I, I friends, even in the States and and everywhere who would love to come work for me, but I have no, you know, (laughs) how is that going to work right now that uh, this isn't, it's not realistic. So let me, let me keep doing this then. Um, So basically, are you married to Canada? Would you leave Canada if the opportunity presented itself or are your roots there? Do you need to be there? 
Well, the issue is my daughter's family on the other side is here. My parents are here and they're not, I don't think they're going to uproot. And my fiance's parents are also here and just bought a new property and they also need help. So it's really tough. It's not that I'm averse. If things go really, really calmy here, we would have to leave. But why why wouldn't I have been given that sign? Because I usually get shown what I have to do, you know? And so it's very different this time. I'm not being shown a different place. Well, you have, you have roots. So I think that's the simple answer. So let's, yeah. let's get right down to it. Um, the problems you've been running into is some of the problems. I know so many people, all these businesses in the United States just went out of business and mm-hmm. yet people go to try to rent, which is what you've done, rent a new place to get going. And there's nothing available. The other mm-hmm. problem is the cost of everything is through the damn roof right now. Some houses are 30, 40% up in value since this has happened. Mm -hmm. So basically you need to find a bigger place that would allow you to make all your products and get some help to make them. That's basically it, isn't it? That's, that's the main problem. Yeah, absolutely. What, what part of Canada are you in? I'm just North of Toronto. It's a town called Minden. It's very, very small little village, really. Um, We've been looking toward the, the Apsley area. Um, it's a little bit more South, but we, we, we don't know. I've been looking for houses for over a year. They're just ridiculous, the prices. And also I have to have a turnkey. I can't go and reno because I mean, if I have enough money to buy land, if someone would build the facility, but how's that going to happen when the building materials are insane? This is, I faced that. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted a scope tower. Guess what? Costs more than my house and it's not even (laughs) livable space. Ridiculous. I know. It's beyond ridiculous. Is there any feasibility of you going to the United States like right by the border? Because I'm even just looking at the map and Toronto-ish. I don't know how far above Toronto you are, but Mm -hmm. the border of the United States isn't that bad. Maybe you could find something way more reasonable just over the border and then still be close to family. Yeah. I mean, perhaps, but, you know, uprooting into a different country has its own issues because the way that the rights are and change and, uh, you're more susceptible to some of their insanity, like forced testing. Like I'd be, I'd be fighting against ridiculousness. That's why I right. wanted to go to Earth and Sky, you know, out in, with Alpha Vedic, right? And then we were just racking our brains. How can I do this? Because I will not put a mask on. I don't care. I'm not complying with any of their crap. Nope, nope. So I can't compromise myself. So it just seems like here we are. We have, we're on the shield. There's a lot of crystal energy here. Um, there's a lot of power here. There are a lot of people, believe it or not, that are awake or awake enough um, that we have strong network. I just started on Ontario Awake uh, group on Telegram. So to gather ourselves together who are close by to one another so that we can start to think about, okay, who's growing what this season and who's who's got chickens and you know, who's doing um, you know, fermenting <laughs> like you had on your last show, right? Like who are doing, who's doing this? So we can network with each other because the winters here are quite long. And um, in a way, it's almost a good thing to have long, crazy winters because it keeps a lot of the riffraff away as well. So keeps the ticks and the fleas off, right? Yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I I also want to mention if you end up getting married, I think I should be your honorary best man because I understand um, that the meeting with your soulmate uh, is indirectly related to the show. Absolutely. So yes, I think that's a must. And, um, <laughs> and, my, and I'm sure when they're listening, they'll be tickled pink that you even 
mentioned <laughs> that, you know, my, my fiance and his family and his mother is incredible and listens to your shows. Like, well, really it's actually pretty presumptuous of me, but let's, all right, let's, let's get down <laughs> to brass tacks. So basically if anyone values what Amanda is doing and in a position to offer solutions, you can contact us, you can contact her. We're going to move on from there. Let's pick up with magnesium and here's why. Um, I was told by the VA they need to cut me open again because I had trigger finger. They just cut my sister open. Actually, I'm adopted, so we're not blood related, but for the similar thing. Um, Clive DeCarl said, here, take this magnesium. We were on the air. Within 30 minutes, my finger felt better. And now I don't need surgery. I take magnesium every day. But the thing is, I made the mistake of trying to go to CVS or a drugstore see what kind of uh, magnesiums I could get. And once again, we find it's not easy to replace what the Clives, what the Amandas are doing. Um, so let's talk a minute about magnesium because all these healthful people we talk to, magnesium is always at the top of the list. And I take it every day. I feel better for it and my hand works. So is it any old magnesium? Can I go grab magnesium citrate, magnesium? You know, there's a zillion kinds of magnesium and well, let me cut to the chase. What I grabbed off the shelf to try to replace what I was waiting to come from Clive uh, was not the right kind. And the dose was wrong. When I got the right kind, the dose was so low, it was ridiculous because I'd have to eat a pound of rubber capsule. So let's let's outline magnesium for folks. Yeah, it, it's one of those top performers in your body that affects pretty much every reaction, every metabolic interaction. Uh, because it is a catalyst. And if you understand a little bit of chemistry, a catalyst speeds reactions in um, when, when, so A is transforming into B, it has its time that it's doing it. But if you throw the catalyst in there, that's super fast. And it also is responsible for increasing the detox rate in your liver. And that's why people who start to detox feel horrible. They'll get headaches or malaise or issues with the bowels or skin rashes or headaches, whatnot, because primarily they're not taking enough magnesium or getting enough magnesium through the skin to um, move the wastes out in an appropriate speed and manner. That's why it's, if, if you're anyone who knows anything about health, that's going to be one of your top go-tos for this current display of humanity. <laughs> so what kinds though, Amanda, there's a, like, if you go into a CVS, there's five kinds of magnesium. What I noticed about Clive's is there's six or seven hand-picked types in his little capsules. So yes. if someone's stuck and I, they want to do the magnesium, what's right? What's dosage? Well, the issue is gut absorption. That's the problem with taking it orally. And that's why the way Clive has done it is very specific to get maximum absorption. Um, I do recommend magnesium bisglycinate, uh, for people who do want to take it internally for say constipation for sleep, um, just to increase their doses. But I, I have, I have a couple of different ones. I have a magnesium pro, I have some chewable ones. I have a mag bisglycinate orally, but mostly I recommend it through the skin because you're going to get your higher doses without gastrointestinal issues like runny stool, for example, or any gurgling. And you can control your dosages a bit better that way. And I make one with DMSO and then I just make a plain one oh, wow. for say children. And with DMSO, it's even more spectacular because now you're combining the effects of 
magnesium with already a blood thinner, like they both will help blood move along. So you, you know, a lot of hypertension can be dealt with when you use this appropriately. Um, and it's not as itchy. Like sometimes people don't like the topicals because it makes the skin a bit itchy. That's the estrogen receptors reacting to the magnesium plus the fact that it's trying to open the skin and go in transdermally. Which is good. You're saying that's good. Yeah, it's it's good. It means it's going in. The problem okay. is a lot, you get complaints. And so once I actually mixed it with the DMSO, interestingly enough, it's not itchy anymore. <laughs> so uh, that's another bonus for people who complain about that. So yes, absolutely. Five to seven sprays on the skin twice a day. And if you're detoxing, you'll have to use more. And as well, you can use uh, one capsule or one dose a day, um, or find your comfortable dose. Your your bowels will respond appropriately to tell you that. Where do you put it? Well, I usually not on um, broken skin because it'll sting, but uh, in the evening I like to put it on my legs uh, before bed, and in the day or in the morning I'll do my chest and my arms and my shoulders and where my muscles are, and. and it's really great for muscle relaxing as well. So if I'm going to have a hard day making stuff, then I want my muscles in a good place. So that's what I usually do in the morning. Okay. So what about people who don't have the option to know a Clive or an Amanda and they're in the middle of a town and lo and behold, there's Walgreens, there's a mm-hmm. CVS as a desperate measure. Could you walk in there and grab, say a magnesium citrate? Would that be the right thing to do in that circumstance? I don't like citrates. They're very poorly absorbed. Um, what I would actually suggest if you go to CVS, you might be able to find a big old bag of magnesium flakes or a big old bag of Epsom salts. Mm. And I would more regularly want to take those that home with you. Make sure there's no additives in it, that it's just pure. Because sometimes I go, oh, with lavender or something, and it's like synthetic lavender in it. Um, but make sure it's pure. And then make a 50% solution with distilled water, put it in a spray bottle and let it dissolve. And there you go. You have a very simple magnesium oil for you. So when you said the mag, see, I was trying to think, did Clive, is Clive the person who sent me the spray on magnesium for my hand or was it you? And now I'm realizing it was Clive. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. The moment you said DMSO, I'm thinking, man, I got to go with that. Here's my big DMSO story. So we had you on. We were saying things like all these things you've been told your whole life that aren't curable are actually curable. And we were using cold sores and uh, herpes as the example, because most people think once you got herpes, that's you got it. So I had a family member who would get cold sores, sometimes pretty nasty, almost always if she was out in the sun for any length of time. Mm -hmm. And we said, you got to do this DMSO. So we provided it. And she put it on. And of course, exactly what you said happened. It started to really express and she's, oh my God, this is making it worse. And so I had to put my foot down. I said, look, I know what I'm talking about here. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. This big old witch looking mole is starting to come off her lips. And she's just saying, what have you done to me? I said, just keep doing it. And at that point I'm thinking, oh man, there's going to be a scar there. Like you've never seen in your life. Guess what? It finally went down. There's absolutely no scar. And now we're just going to wait a lifetime to see if that one ever comes back again. There's my big DMSO story. (laughs) That's great because that is a a multi-level story where it's important to understand that the symptom that the body is, is expressing is the cure. It is the healing rather than it being a problem. You want to make it go away, right? 
So her going through that big one is, is the hardest part about expression that people need to be a little bit hand, you know, have their hands held through it because it can be alarming and, and DMSO especially will move all kinds of things out of the body. And if you just freak out and stop, then you could even have it stuck. Like if she didn't, if she said, I'm not going to do this anymore. And she stopped, it might've stagnated and just sat there and sat there and sat there. Right. But you were like, no, no, you got this. Keep going. <laughs> that was the thing. I was afraid she was gonna, and then she was going to be mad at me for the rest of my life <laughs> because there's this honking thing on her lip. But it, it actually, the amount of time it took, once it, I guess, had fully expressed, it receded and you could tell as it receded, there was going to be no scar. But you see, I have this little thing, like for people who've seen Shoot the New Moon, on the right side of my nose, it's not, not like a, a mole, that kind of thing. Um, and I put DMSO on that and that thing is almost gone. It's amazing. DMSO is just freaking plain amazing. That's all there is to it. And by the way, this was the other part. Um, I'm afraid to keep putting it on my cold sore cause it stings. Um, but we had covered all that. So yeah, it, it works. If you, you know, if you, you're in for a penny, you better be in for a pound. <laughs> Amanda, what about past scars and things like that? I remember you had mentioned it, but we never really, got into detail about it. If you have scars out for whatever reason, like I've got several where I've been sliced open from work related things years and years ago. What's the uh, turnaround time for that? If you start hitting it with the DMSO? I think it depends on how deep into the tissue the scar has gone and how knotted or gnarled it is underneath the tissue, which is really hard to tell. But um, what I suggest is DMSO um, with a, a bit of castor oil together. Um, and, and apply it maybe before bed would be good. And then by day in the morning, you could apply a 50% DMSO with colloidal silver um, on it. And that will also help alleviate some of the underlying scar tissue and reset it down because basically a scar is just like what they do to the roads here in Canada. It, when there's potholes, they just like throw some gravel in it. <laughs> Um, and it's messy and then you'd have to come back and strip the road and like relay it down properly. Right. So it's the same idea with your face. It's like, oh, it, it's got to just cover it up. It needs to do that. And then it's a task that the body just didn't have the right amount of energy or, or resources to get back to. So you're trying to encourage it to say, Hey, we, we actually do want you to like fix this please. Um, and, and then by doing so you're encouraging blood flow to the area and the castor oil helps to break down the adhesions and uh, slightly detox the area without overwhelming the tissue because anywhere you have damaged tissue, it's like that, you know, your packet drawer in your kitchen where you just put all the junk or your junk drawer. So um, it just starts to throw other junk there because might as well. <laughs> and so you can get a lot of toxins. <laughs> and Here's um, the dump. <laughs> here's the dump and, and whatever. I just don't look in that room, you know? <laughs> so it's like that. And, um, and so you want to help it actually detox too. And then the castor oil helps safe with arthritis, for example, because it actually will break down the crystallization in the joints. The same thing with, uh, with scar tissue. And if it's on anywhere but your face, you could do even castor oil packs like with heat and encourage that to go along even more. I don't encourage it too much on the face because it can be too intense for the head to have like heat on it. But the colloidal silver as well will help to prevent further um, scar tissue formation. And if you do get a cut, use colloidal silver um, really early on in the healing and it will stop um, scar tissue from 
laying down in the first place. So that's a really nice thing to keep in mind. So if you had to pick like, like Clive sometime, I know, you know, Clive, he'll say, these are the top three things that I always bump into that people are deficient. You both agree on magnesium. If there Mm -hmm. was another one or two, what would you suggest from your experience? Those might be. Well, uh, here in Canada, especially, and I know it's, it's probably worldwide is vitamin D. I mean, that's even, even the MDs have to agree with that one. (laughs) Which you can't just go to Walgreens and buy vitamin D, right? Well, yeah, you're right. You, you have to be careful your sources because, um, they're not all the same and they're the quality in the way that they're produced is going to have either, you know, little bits of yucky stuff in it, which you wouldn't want and fillers and colorants and dyes and none of that you would want. And also the, the knowledge about vitamin D is that can, it can become toxic if you're doing higher doses, if you're not ingesting enough vitamin A. So that's where it gets down a slippery slope because a lot of these fat soluble vitamins, they all work together. And so then I just go, oh, take all your fat soluble vitamins. Then, then you've got it covered, right? So A, D, E, and K, um, especially K2. So um, if you're doing, say, you know, between 6,000 or 7,000 um, international units, then you know, you're in the low scale, but you're, you'll be okay without vitamin A. Just eat some carrots, make sure you get enough beta carotene, which will transfer over into vitamin A. Um, or eat some plants or have some, some, uh, you know, botanical teas that have minerals in them. So you're more well-balanced because we're really meant to eat like that. And I think this is why we get so out of balance. We slather on sunscreens when we go out, we don't get sun on our skin, which is where we get most of our vitamin D from. We don't eat the right fats, which also could have lots of D. Um, we're continually stressed Our hormones are out of wax. So that's going to, you know, de- decrease the D levels. Um, so, so vitamin D or all the fat soluble vitamins really is, is the, the right way to go and make sure there's no fillers in there. Um, there's a lot of debate about vitamin D and a lot of people say, oh, it's rat poison or all this kind of stuff. And you can say the same about all kinds of things like borax is a rat poison, but we know that borax actually can assist in removing fluoride from the body, for example, right. In the right dose. So Um, just be careful of all the naysayers about it. If you're feeling really tired and things aren't healing in your body, um, I usually say vitamin C or vitamin D might be in the deficiency and to, to test those and see how you feel. So you mentioned carrots. Is that what your carrot juice powder is about on your website? Is that filling that niche? Well, if you are, you know, having a hard time getting fresh carrots or you want to add it into smoothies easily then, you know, that's for, um, for, I had to, <laughs> I had to start bringing things like that because my daughter was so fussy when she was little, uh, which is ironic. Cause I did, uh, she wasn't like that at the beginning. And then all of a sudden her taste buds changed and all the foods she was eating, she refused. So I had to really get really, really creative with how I was making foods. And so a lot of the things I was doing were smoothie popsicles and, um, you know, muffins mm. and pancakes and, it was just handy for me to have the carrot powder. So I just sneak it into all these foods, right? So that's <laughs> how that, that happened. So it's a good backup to have because it's, it's just dried powder. So it's also going to keep well, you know, in the winter when maybe you can't get fresh produce or whatever. All right. Well, there's the Amanda Vollmer top two. Is there one more? We're talking magnesium. And if I've heard you correctly, fat soluble vitamins, D being apex among them. Is there another thing you'd add to those ideas? Yeah, well, um, it's it's a trade-off between sulfur and iodine. Um, 
you know, that they tend to be very, very deficient in a lot of people. They, they don't think about iodine. They're not getting enough seaweed. If you're not living seaside, you're not breathing in the fresh sea air, then you're probably iodine deficient. I am. And I am. I, I that's mm. Clive says the same thing. I live mm-hmm. right on the water. Yeah. And as soon as I started taking the iodine, I felt better. So there's, there's mm. that. Okay. Well, I mean, that one is, is a big, big one. That's just not thought of I, I, very much. And um, I have a nice one from biotics. That's clear. It's not the staining kind and it doesn't taste so overtly iodine-y, which a lot of people don't like. I don't like, and you can just sneak a couple of drops into your water and you don't have to worry about it. And I see people with thyroid issues from adrenal fatigue issues, like chronic stress. I'll see all kinds of people with breast nodules and and lesions on like ovarian cysts, which right there, ovarian cysts could just be iodine deficiency, just that alone, right? So, I, I had cysts and and it started going away. Uh, I take the fulvic and the iodine, nice. And so I, I know that there's something to that. As a matter of fact, my mother, that's part of what we're doing for her. The problem, you know, like you sent me a whole protocol for dementia, and the problem becomes exactly the same problem with your daughter. What? can you do? <laughs> what will they allow you to do? Yes. So I have to find the best balance and let's face it at 90 years, uh, it's a balance, isn't it? You, you're yeah. not looking to say, you know, give away all your things you like so you can be healthy <laughs> that, that to me seems like, you know, a miss, miss applied knowledge. Um, so what I did is I, I applied some of the things, by the way, the fermenting fairies stuff, mm-hmm. just so you know, I've been bragging about how good her stuff is and you two have to meet. Um, you're two people that should know each other. I put mom on the applesauce and the coconut, uh, kefir, and I've noticed improvements there with the dementia. So, and the thing about those products, it's just like Gerson. When I tried to explain to people, well, they're all, Oh, you got to put coffee up your butt and you know, all this stuff. And they've seen Steve McQueen and Michael Landon who defamed it and then went and supposedly died. Um, I kept trying to describe to them the first time I did it, I felt like I was 16 years old again. And it had not occurred to me. The feeling is that life has just been put back into your body because you're ingesting life, which is what ferments are doing. But Jason, you want to get in? What else should we get on the record in hour one uh, that people can benefit from? Well, since we've been doing so much on legal stuff, Amanda, what have you been dealing with legally up there lately? Well, I have another summons somewhere on my desk where I'm supposed to show up to court, I think tomorrow, but I won't be, I'll just, I'm just resending them my bill every time. This time I'll be saying that now it's harassment and uh, to keep resummoning me over and over again for nothing and not paying my bill. So you might point out you're not dead, right? Yeah. (laughs) And also the census has been coming around and they, they're very aggressive this year. I've never seen a census so aggressive before. I bet you they want some real numbers finally, because yeah. they're putting out so many bullshit ones. Yeah. They don't know what's up and what's down. So they got to figure it out. And since we're in insolvency, of course, they're selling us all off. So they got to get headcount. but I won't be doing that either. I didn't. I think people need to stand up for themselves or learn how to stand up for themselves because these are criminal. This is a criminal organization that's taken over our countries yep. and they do not care about us. And we need to now, and you know what, we've been trying to work with the politicians. We've, I've formed a lot. We formed a lobbying group. I've been writing letters and, and talking with them and having meetings with them. And you know what? There's no point. There's absolutely no, I don't understand why we're even trying. Honestly, move along. They're done. Just it's obsolete. 
make the new systems with the correct people and and stop legitimizing this fraud you know right so right. I, I i'm like here's my bill you want me to do business with you absolutely no problem conditional acceptance here's my bill you pay it i show up you pay it i fill out the form there it is simple as pie but you don't pay i don't do that's i don't work for free i'm a corporate entity by their standards right by by the whole birth certificate bond. good point right yeah so I'm with that's you. how I prefer to do it. And um, as far as whatever else, I have a notice on my doors and it says that, uh, and if they do try to summons me again, I will be point, not accepting anything. And I will point out that they are on private property and they need to leave immediately. I don't know if you saw this woman. It was, it was way over the top, but she was a, had a salon in her home and she knows this is all bull crap. So she was continuing to make money because she has to, because she has to feed her children. Uh, I guess they're so concerned about your health that they they prefer if you just starve to death. Is that kind of how it goes? Anyway, um, so the police kept harassing her just constantly at her door. You're not, you know, these people are, the neighbors are snitching on you because you have people coming in and out and they're not, you're not wearing masks and all this, right? And she just starts, get off my property. She says, stop, you're touching my door. You opened my door. You don't have a warrant get off my property. She's just screaming at them over and over again and like chasing them like a dog would down the street, like as they get in the car. and leave. <laughs> So what I mean is over the top, but still every right to do that. They're just goons. They don't have authority. If everyone did that, this crap would stop. You know, that's, exactly. that's the whole story of my, um, my hero back a while ago, the Orthodox priest there. Yes. Who basically read those jokers, the riot act and stood like a living man. Not only did he stand like a living man, he did it uh, for the benefit of all those people in his church church worshiping that day. Yes. So they're just kind of up your butt with a coconut right now, huh? Yeah. I think that I'm, it's so funny. I feel so neutral about it. Normally when I would get, have my interactions with these, these goons, I would get more, my ego would get more involved, I guess. Or I would be like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm going to get embroiled in it now. I'm like, yeah, not interested, but thanks. And I spoke with Dean, my friend, um, Dean Clifford about it. I'm like, it's weird. It's like, I don't feel a pull to fight them anymore. And part of me was debating, should we fight them or not? And is it, is that the right energy? And I have to trust what I feel is that it doesn't affect us. Those of us who aren't being pulled into the ego drama and this false reality, right? Because everything we're manufacturing through our mind, right? So do I have to play in that field? Is Am I making that real by playing in it, right? So how about I test that it's, I pull away and I don't give it my energy. I don't give it my, my prana and my, my thought forms. And I just cut it out. Like it's not even a thing. It's not even real right? And see how that happens. And so far, it's just kind of, it's a meh. It's like a cloud, like, oh, go away. You know, it's it's just floating by. I hope everyone listening is catching exactly what Amanda just said, because it is in fact, the entirety of the purpose of what's being done to the world is to create zombies, basically. That's why zombies are a big deal for the last couple of years. Um, And it's about death. It's about dead entities. As a matter of fact, Amanda, uh, the man who co-wrote King Kill 33 with James Shelby Downer, Michael Hoffman, he's 20 years later, he's got the sequel out, um, mm-hmm. the Twilight language. And Jason and I are going to be honored to be the place covering the release of that book. Um, and I'll start urging it now. Everyone go out and get that because if you don't get the crossover, 
to what Amanda just pointed out into layman's language so that it makes sense to you in your life. Here's a book that will spell it out as plainly as it can be spelled out. If you don't understand at that point, maybe there's no use in trying to understand. But this is about life and it's about death. And when Amanda got summonsed, she recognized she's not dead. You can only summons the dead. Mm-hmm. She's a living woman. And I think these are important things to get out to people because at some point, just like you're explaining, a light bulb goes off and everything changes. Used to be, oh, I got this thing. I got a knot in my stomach. I'm nervous. I'm scared. Um, now I got a fight or, you know, you, it's a whole other thing that happens when that light switch goes off. There is no more fear. You recognize it for what it is and everything changes. I mean, how, how would you describe it? I mean, literally everything changes. Yeah. It's amazing. Really. When you realize your own authority, that you are the authority, meaning that the only higher authority over you is the creator. That's it. And nobody else has a right to tell you what to do, to, to jail you, to hurt you, any of those things. And they're part of your manufacturing. They're actually in your part of your responsibility, meaning that you create the circumstances of those things. And you also have free will. And that's our biggest ally, understanding that that's the authority, the true authority, that no one can do that to you without your permission. And that's why, why do you think they're offering donuts? And I think I just heard they're offering guns now. You get a gun if you uh, take the shot. Like they're oh, so, word. they're so desperate. They're so pathetically desperate yep. to make you part of their cult that they will just uh, lay down and like beg your, you know, lick your boots. And that right there should show you that it's because you are powerful and That's you right. are the one, the energy that they need and they need you and you don't need them. And once you flip that, you realize that that's it. It's, it's, you're untouchable. It's, that's all you know, need to know. It gets very, very simple. And then the fear goes away. You know, there's this, there was a representation of a very old culture, which I was led to believe was more common than we think now, where they kept asking these indigenous peoples, who are you? And each of them would say, I am the one. And I realized all at once why they spoke that way. It's the same reason we, we no longer say thee and thou um, and these things. That's built on the idea of theos, of God, when we used to refer to each other in that way. That's the root of it, is divinity. But what I realized is even the movie The Matrix is trying to warp that idea because there can only be one. There's just one Neo, which is true, but the person standing next to him, he's the one as well. So Morpheus was the one, Trinity was the one, everybody is the one. And the reason you're the one is because you're absolutely unique. Yeah. And the only time that's not wholly true is when you've got identical twin, but even then I'm not sure that there isn't something unique. And I think these are key, key aspects. How many people have thought, you know, you hear people say the and thou, and you think it's old fashioned. Let me tell you something. I'd give a lot to go back to that manner of speaking. Uh, tomorrow because I understand why it was done and why it was done away with. Yes, absolutely. And once you remember it, everything changes because going to doctor's appointments, going to dentists, going to you know all of these systems, they become so, they, you look at them as if they're diseased. They're um, a warped philosophy. They're, um, they're, they're stewing in illusion right? Look at when you get clear and you look out into it, what does it look like? It's all illusion. People are running around with very strange ideologies and mentalities 
and they're sick because they don't know this one fundamental truth, right? So they're going to be at least subconsciously, sometimes consciously looking for this exact answer through all these different avenues. And they're going to project onward. They're going to keep feeling what they're feeling and not like that feeling. And then they are going to translate it inappropriately because they don't have the understanding of what their emotions are. And then they're going to project it onto another to blame it because they're not taking self-responsibility for what they're feeling. That's the same thing with pain or anything that we, that's just, you know, not comfortable that we have to go through. You must go through discomfort. I don't know one awakened individual who has not gone through tons of pain and discomfort and, and suffering. It's how you get there. <laughs> you have to be brave and you have to go through like the weird thing coming out of your face and you're scared and you don't know what it is and if it's going to end. And that's, that's the same thing when I had, when I was pregnant and I, and I was giving birth and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, when does this baby come out of me? Like how many more hours, you know, is this going to go on for this torture, this pain? Because I, I, I didn't even know what to do with the intensity in my body because nobody in my lineage taught me what it would be like. Nobody said to me, this is what you're going to come into. And this is how you handle it. And this is how you breathe through it. And this is what, how you can have a blissful orgasmic birth rather than a painful, stressful birth, you know, and we've lost all of those communications and all of those networks. And we're regaining it. Now we're getting a flood of this information for those of us who are clean and clear. It's coming in rapid style. And those who are polluted and those who are warped, it doesn't, translate well for them. So they're having a hard time with it. And that's why I really feel it's a true sort of split between the worlds in, you know, like as has been sort of predicted by a lot of people who are seers at this time and many won't make it as a result and they'll come back. They'll, they'll come back into this karmic fold and they'll get another opportunity to figure it out as we've all been given loving opportunities to, to come to it. You know, you, you, I don't think we started with it all figured out. That's for sure. So why would we think that they would come all figure, have it figured out just because they got in the car later than you did to drive down the road doesn't mean they're not going to get there. I think everybody eventually arrives, but that's their path and we have to honor it. And we also don't need to stew in whatever their situation is. We can honor our own realities and build them the way we know we're supposed to with the creator using us appropriately to build that purpose and to, to fuel what the beautiful place we are going to build. Cause I do feel it's going to be beautiful despite the communism around me. <laughs> I still feel like it's going to be beautiful and I have to have faith in that. So if I need to be rooted here and I need to stay here, then so be it. I never wanted to stay in Ontario my whole life. As soon as I could leave, I went to Alberta to go to school. I wanted out of here. I traveled all over the place. I would, there's at least 20 different places I'd love to live instead of here. But it's not about me, the I, the ego. It's about what I'm supposed to do here. And I will surrender to that again and again and again. And then when you do, the blessings do come. They, they, they subtly formulate like a slow, you know, growing vine. They, they grow around you and give you blessings because you stayed true to that connection. You know, there's a lot of analogy that can come out of your childbirth story. Uh, what would it be like to use the sheer torture that labor can be as <laughs> each lifetime being a bit like labor? So then you could ask, will your labor be a half an hour or will it be 12 hours? 
there's analogy there, but here's a thing that I thought about the other day that I thought might help people think who haven't considered, why did they say the and thou? Why are we special? And we are coming up on the top of the hour. So what I'll do is I'll close up with this for hour one. It's a pretty powerful idea that all this life is here in this world, right? I think lots of people, particularly in the air we find ourselves, have come back around that there has to be a creator for this creation. And for life to be created, that is power unimaginable, right? To be able to create human beings, well, you've all got it. Every time a man and a woman share the same space, between the two of them, they have power to create another human being. And this is the perversion that the death system brings to us. Uh, This is the perversion for pornography on demand that turns the creative act of creating another human being into what the Bible calls raucous living. If you were wondering why the Bible calls it that, now you know. Uh, Surely you will die. That comes out of the Garden of Eden. And what's happening is the people who are beginning to realize what this is really about, and I've met a number of them, have realized at gunpoint, it doesn't matter. I've already made my decision. Uh, I won't bow on this. There are things that are more important. And when you make that decision, everything, and I mean everything changes because the first thing, or one of the first things, is fear leaves. And fear is the mind killer. The man who wrote Dune was not lying to you. Fear is absolutely the mind killer. And when you shed fear, clarity comes back in. But uh, Amanda, you want to tell people where they can get a hold of you before I wrap up here? Yes. Well, there's lots of changes going on on my yummy.doctor website, which I I do recommend uh, registering there because we are creating the, um, the forum for interactions and we are also going to have a lot of the, um, all the information there, right? The, the courses, the, the protocols, the videos, the membership, it's all coming there. So if you're um, registered, then you'll get notifications and um, direction on how we're unfolding this, which we still have to have meetings about. And we're still in the decision-making of all of that, which is pretty exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to evolve this and, and grow this the way that it's going to help more people. Um, and then, of course, yumnaturals.store for um, the things that I make and the, the supplements that I, I feel are very helpful that I've brought in over the last uh, eight or nine years and, um, and cute things that I like to crochet. Some, I've been putting a few of those up. <laughs> and, uh, and then for my book, healingwithdmso.com, but you can also get it on my yumnaturals.store as well. All right, there it is. Uh, there is hour one of episode 324. And I'll reiterate as uh, we shut out the first hour prep up for hour two. If anyone out there in Amanda's neck of the wood has the ability and the wherewithal and the will uh, to lend a hand to get someone as important as Amanda into a position where she can grow and provide what she does to more human lives, that's a big damn deal. We're looking at the seeds of the next generation. This nonsense going on now is hell-bent and it's change, but I don't know of an example in all of the history I'm aware of where death beat out life. Life always finds a way. Uh, We'll come out of the other side of this. People like Amanda will be the seeds to that new existence. There it is. Join us at crow777radio.com for hour two, C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. And I'd like to wish everybody a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. Cheers.
Truth is the enemy of knowing. Come.